T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Get Boston Sports Original on the go. Wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. We're right back to it. Ken and Curtis on WEEI. Let it breathe, Nick. It's your Kenny Curtis on a Saturday back together and maybe for the uh, last time for a couple weeks because I'm off next week. So Curtis is back, though. James is uh, healthy, happy, and that may be the only uh, happy thing about the the city and the region here these these last uh, 24 hours. That is true. Two weeks in. And uh, two weeks in a day, everybody's doing well. I uh, just wish he would sleep a little more. So, Well, uh, you said he was uh, put to sleep last night. Uh, it was, a, it was an up and down affair. It was a, uh, and Jess got up several times, and then I got up, and then he didn't want to go back to bed. And then finally, from about 5 to 7, we all got a couple hours of sleep. Well, he missed the barn burner, 28-5. Jays over the Sox last night. Franchise record and runs allowed. I've been talking about it this morning. You're comparing Bergeron to... Uh, uh, Bogarts, and that has upset some people. 774 Texter, comparing Bogarts numbers to Bergeron's on their respective teams. Come on, Curtis, stop smoking crack. Bergeron is definitely a retired number in the rafters. Bogarts is not. Well, topical reference with crack. I mean, very funny. But no, I would say that the caller, Kevin, I think his name was, in New Hampshire, said that that was a comp. And I, I think it's a great one. I think I might have even said it a couple weeks ago. I Totally. The, it's it's not the actual apples to apples production. It's what they meant to their individual t- respective teams, and that the, who they are, the manner in which they conduct themselves. And I would even say Bergeron now is some doing something that I thought you Ken Laird would rip. Greg Hill was caught backwards this week when I confronted him on his ripping of Brady for firing his coach without actually being public about it. Bergeron does it, and nobody says a peep. But anyway, we can get back to that at a later date. <laughs> Well, Arians wasn't fired. He was uh, he was given the Brad Stevens uh, elevation into the uh, higher reaches of the organization. Right, but he's still gonna have, he's still gonna have a big oh, so game. you were complimentary when Brady did that? Yeah, I was. You when he was sitting, I didn't blame Brady for that. When he was sitting, Arians the, is a boob. When he was sitting in the front row, 
and he was being, you know, sort of fraudulent and saying that he had nothing to do with it. You didn't on this show I rip did him? Not. I did oh, not. I, I defended him for getting rid of Arians. No. I said it was a smart move. You said it was a bad move for a guy like that to do it behind the scenes. It was cowardly. I did not say that. Of course you did. I was Greg. Okay, I disagree. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't want to get an argument where one doesn't. I thought it was. I thought Brady was well within his rights to go to Miami. It was such a bad situation there. Anyway, um, I don't know how we got into that. I apologize for the for the. Well, you're comparing it to Bergeron. Yeah, so Bergeron, I believe Bergeron got Cassidy. He fight. did. Do you agree? Um, it's it sure seems he had a big hand in it. I think it was a universal player. It wasn't just Bergeron. So, but you don't think it's some coincidence that he's no. now back? No. And so, and listen, he might be right. Great, God love him. But the issue here, simply, and I think Sweeney and Neely took his side and said, you know what? If we're going to make one more run with this group, our best chance is to get Cassidy out, bring Krejci back if they can do that, whatever, and run it back one more year. So here's where we are today. Uh, the Red Sox are in a free fall. The worst loss I have seen maybe since Game Three of the 2004 ALCS at Fenway, <laughs> which was 19 to eight, I believe. <laughs> Uh, which was a totally disastrous evening where we all thought the season was over. Thankfully, it wasn't. But this situation the Red Sox are in, they are in an absolute fascinating period of this stewardship of this ownership group with Bloom now in charge of baseball. Because yeah. in the next week and a half, you're going to know a lot about what this future is going to look like. Yeah. Well, they lost three straight. They're 1-7 and seven in the last eight, 3-11 and 11 in the last 14. You got swept in a four-game series by Tampa. Two embarrassing losses to the Yankees before the break, and this is an all-time, all-timer at home. You know, when Cora had the quote, we scored 15 at Yankee Stadium, suck on it. Yep. So obviously, scoring big runs in one game is meaningful to him. To give up 28 at home in a game to Toronto, oh. who you're now 3-8 and eight, eight against, that stinks. I thought it was a little much when they went for two. but Let's go to Rich in Amherst here on the Kenny Curtis Show, live from Fenway Park. Hi, Rich. Hi, guys. I'm just wondering if you think that it could be a temporary blip because the Red Sox are just getting keyed up for the start of football season. So <laughs> they allowed a couple touchdowns uh, each game to the Yankees and then four touchdowns last night. But mm -hmm. the positive part I found in the whole Yankee thing was in the second game, they blocked an extra point. Uh, <laughs> okay, that's good. By the way, good news if you're a Red Sox fan. Yankees lost BC uh, reliever Michael King last night. Broke something in his elbow on a pitch. All right. So there you go. Oh, I, I'm, optimism. I'm, I am still fully on board. The Yankees are not winning the World Series this year. So, And that's all that really matters, right? That is. We can have an elimination that, party. We're back in the 90s. But honestly, that is huge. If the Yankees have – this is an all-in season for them with Judge and everything else looming. <laughs> they were embarrassed last year. Now everybody thinks they're the clear favorite. So you don't think the Yankees' future is brighter than the Red Sox? Uh, not necessarily. Not necessarily. If they lose Judge? If they lose Judge and the Red Sox sign Devers? Okay. What if they keep Judge and the Red Sox don't sign Devers? Well, it doesn't appear that's – well, I don't know about, I don't know about Devers. What's, what would you say the betting line is now, that the Yankees more likely to keep Judge than the Red Sox keeping Devers? I don't think. Judge is a goner. Have you heard him talk? There's no way they're bringing him back. Okay. Let's go to Harry and Quincy. Hi, Harry. Good morning, fellas. Morning. Yes, Curtis. Uh, what I like to say is do you think uh, the Red Sox – the ownership – because of the wild card teams they've added, they like playing it on the uh, don't spend that much money, almost like the Bruins. We make the playoffs, the fans are happy, and uh, I don't know, you know. I mean, why aren't they spending the money? No, I'm Harry. Gonna, and Bloom, that's ownership. Yes or no? I will hang up and listen to you. All so right, Harry. You take thank care. You. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Red I, Sox, I think, are sixth in payroll this year. 
It's not about what they're paying this year. Let's look at their long-term liabilities contractually. Let's look at the money that they have guaranteed on the books for the next five years. So somebody said, I think uh, our man uh, Brian Barrett said the Dodgers have six $20 million per year players. Okay. Is that the gold standard? Like the Red Sox should have that. They should have five or six mega contracts on the team okay. in order to be considered good owners. Well, I, listen, I don't know how, what the, the, the standard by which we grade them, you know. We're, I, well, that's what you were about to do, right? You're looking at long-term commitments dollars-wise. No, no, what I'm saying is that they are set up well to sign Devers, uh-huh. to okay. retain Bogarts. Yes. That there is not this, I believe they lose the David Price money at the conclusion of this season off the annual books. They also have JD will be a free agent. They will have um, uh, well Bogarts is a free agent, mm-hmm. and they have Evaldi is a free agent. So all that money is off the books next. Coming year. off the books, yes. So you have the opportunity to sort of reshape your roster. Yep. You have seventeen million bucks, I believe, is what they've been paying David Price annually, somewhere in the mid-teens. Yep. JD Martinez, Nathan Evaldi, a lot of big money free agents gone. So then, what's the downside of giving maybe a five-year deal to Bogarts, but 30 plus million a year, similar to Chris Sale, where you're not going to have that. And then by well, the, the downside is if it's bad business. If it's a bad, if it's a bad contract, it's a bad contract. So what do you think their payroll will be next year? Did you criticize them when they signed Sale? When Dombrowski gave Chris Sale that money? Uh, I think we did speak at the time that it was a clear overreaction to losing Lester. Okay. Well, if, if so, you were prescient and you were right. But I but there are some, I, I'm but not there are I, some bad contracts. You would admit. Of course. That's a bad one. But the Red Sox have won when they signed Pablo Sandoval. <laughs> they have won when they signed David Price when he wasn't living up to that contract. So this one's worth the risk to you. Of course. Yeah. That's what you, you have the opportunity to take those risks when you have the revenue of this team. I like Bogarts. It's just now when you see them lose 28-5 and you look at the whole big picture, Better to just sell him, you sign Story, get something back for him, and sign Devers. Put I go that ba- money to Devers. But, Ken, I go back to 2011-2012. We all believe that David Ortiz is a brilliant leader. He's going into Cooper's t- He's in Cooper's I'm team now. I'm not blaming Bogarts for this year's team. But you keep, you're keep you saying that this team obviously doesn't look like they have it. Well, the, the Bobby V year was as bad as it gets. And they won the World Series the next season with John Farrell as manager. Yeah, but that's you can't count on that. I mean, you have to prepare this team, this team and rebuild. Been, this team has been schizophrenic, Ken. How many holes does this team have? Uh, they have a hole at GM. <laughs> no, they have a hole at the bullpen, starting pitching, right field, first base, anything else? Right. That's four pretty big holes. Well, why haven't they filled them? They don't, obviously don't have the internal assets. They need to go out and get those. What? So why do we enter a year without a closer or a first baseman? Well, they didn't re-sign Schwarber. They traded Renfro. Right, I'm asking why. Um, I don't know. What are you trying to get to? They they could well, afford it, or they didn't build a good team. And yeah. you're saying that they know what they're doing. They miscalculated. They thought they miscalculated. They thought so Cassis would be up. They I think thought that, was that part baseball was moving first base. I think they thought Tristan Cassis would be developed. He's not. I mean, I was born on third, <laughs> but they still have first base, right? <laughs> That's still a position of, that you need to fill. Dahlbeck had a good second half. They overevaluated Dahlbeck. By the He's way, been a disaster. Dover Little League, this guy, nasty first base, oh, picking everything up. All right, can I give you, uh, reiterate, a lot of fans missed 630, the hot lead that I had, okay, about the Patriots. Yep. Um, so I just want to surface that here on our show. Yes. Because it was a good lead, and oh, I want your reaction. A plus. I'm not the first to say this, but... I probably said it best. When you have coming into crystallization the Patriots coaches hierarchy, they gave Patricia a title. It's not offensive coordinator. They have a title for Joe Judge. It's not offensive coordinator. Right. They signed Brian Hoyer back to a deal right after McDaniels left. Right. 
Hoyer is the play caller. Brian Hoyer is going to be calling plays. And Bill might be involved a little bit. And maybe Judge and Patricia will be in his ear. But that is your coordinator, and Mac Jones likes him. They had a good relationship last year. As a player, he's got a unique ability to sense the game flow. They think he's got a good mindset. And instead of going out and bringing Adam Gase, they decided that's going to be our guy. We're going to give him help. We're going to reshape things. And Andrew Callahan was on with MFM yesterday and had a pretty interesting quote. We'll play for you uh, maybe next segment. But he's talking about the reshaping of the offensive system. Do you believe that's true? Because I think that's actually what's going to happen. Bill's trying to put a new stamp on things. They're retooling the offense. Total reshaping of the offense. And Hoyer's going to be very involved in that. So, but why is he, why wouldn't he just be the offensive coordinator? Because he's got more ability to relate to Mac when he's still got a, a, he's still a player. So he's still respected in that way. And he can get out there and it's just different. How? As, as I know, How are you you're, when you're in management, you're viewed as a different guy. <laughs> I know. All of a sudden, you're all about caps and siding with John Henry. Yeah, you, you have mean? to be a boss. It's not fun, you know? <laughs> It's well, just, it didn't, becomes adversarial. Didn't Bledsoe kind of do that with Brady? Don't remember that video was like asking him what kind of plays he likes, and he's look look looking at the play yeah, sheet. Yeah, but those two hated each other, right? That, that was there was too much tension there. That was preseason when he's like, I like this, and he's like, You just want to see yourself on TV. Um, I don't think that was after Bledsoe got hurt. Like, but, no, Mac is not threatened by Hoyer. There's no rivalry there at all. Hoyer's just happy to be getting the paycheck. Okay, I'm, once again, I'm asking: Doesn't Bill value roster spots immensely? Having people that can be on there play different things. He does what's best for the football team. No, but he doesn't value roster flexibility. Well, I mean, Bailey Zappi's probably going to get cut. Ten, I'm, ask, two, I'm, not ask, two, I'm asking, do you believe as a, as yes, a as he a values it? Rule. So Poyer could still play, but he's the play caller, right? So, but why would you fill a roster spot with a guy that's calling the plays? He can do two things at once. It's br- it's brilliant. So when he's playing, he just calls the plays himself. Yes, he calls them up in the dirt. You have Hoyer drawn up plays in the huddle. It's going to be beautiful. You know what? Brian Hoyer is the offensive coordinator. Agree or disagree? 617-779-7937. And you like this idea. I think it's good. I mean, I still think Bill O'Brien's a possible long-term plan. But in the short term, better than Adam Gase, what what, what else could they have done? Yeah, Adam Gase really messed with Peyton Manning's career. Okay, how do you do it in New York? I mean, oh, God, you point to Judge and his failures in New York. Right. Adam Gase failed miserably. He didn't have a quarterback. Okay, but Judge was a different story. Well, I mean, just like Bill O'Brien fails without a quarterback, just like Josh McDaniels failed in Denver without a quarterback, failed right. in St. Louis without a quarterback. So, so Judge has a quarterback. So Judge will be involved here, but he'll be feeding it through Hoyer, who Mac respects. There's a good relationship. I think it could work. Okay, and so is this team going to go on a deep playoff run with uh, Brian Hoyer as their They may caller? shock some people. So yeah. you think they're going to go on a deep playoff run? I think they're a 10-win team that gets into the playoffs, or they're borderline for the playoffs. They need a breakout. So they'll take a step back. Uh, what were they last year? They were 10-7, and seven, but it's in not the a playoffs. That's not a step back. 10-7 and seven and missing the playoffs is absolutely a step back. I think they could make the playoffs. It's good. The division's of course tough. they could. There's the football season. Nobody's, no, everybody starts at the same spot. I don't know if you heard Bill Belichick say that. Right, depends how it shakes out. But Callahan, who covers the Patriots. Depends how it shakes out, well, obviously. Well, you win 10 doesn't guarantee you to get in. So you have to win 10 and get a little lucky. Ooh, well. And the Patriots can't control that. It depends how the cards fall. Well, they could. They could have had better players on offense. <laughs> they could have a linebacker. Yeah. Who's, their, who's their middle linebacker starting game one? Bentley. Jawan Bentley. Yes. And you feel good about that? I don't feel great about who's that. Who's the outside linebackers? Judon and Uche. You think Uche, so they're back to a uh, 4-3 defense? Uh, sure. Okay. They rotate. 
Uh, but I will play this Callahan sound for you on the way because I do think he he's kind of shaping it up. And this is going to be the big storyline of camp. And that call is right. The Red Sox kind of got us to camp uh, just in time. They kind of made it three days short. I have a better idea. Why don't they have Matt Castle be the offensive coordinator, <laughs> and then they can have an actual? They can still have Hoyer nope. on the field. Yeah, uh, they go. Hoyer can still be on the field. He can do both. Position so flexibility. He's, so he's going to have player. the show sh- the, the yes. uh, play sheet in front of him. Yep. Okay. How much can we bet on this? I'll bet you on that. That happens in college all the time. How many how we many backup quarterbacks in college have the pl- have the play sheet? Great. I know. I saw you know uh, Brian St. Pierre do it at BC. He did it brilliantly. But uh, let's say let's think of a bet. While, while hundred bucks, I'll bet you a hundred bucks. Hundred bucks of diapers, and then I'll buy hundred bucks of school supplies for uh, before I'll, she starts kindergarten. You're on. Problem is that means that's that affects me more than you. Hundred bucks to you is not significant. To me, it is quite significant. Okay, you're my, you're just we're yes, going on boss bucks. man talk. Hundred bucks on the line right now. That Hoyer is the offense and, and not preseason. Week one, he has the play sheet in front of him oh, on no. the sideline. Oh, what do you mean week one? Because it might take a few weeks to develop into that. Let's say week eight. What? So who's the, so he's going to have three different coordinators for the first two seasons? I, you know, I don't know how it's going to manifest on the field in the first couple weeks. Well, then how will we settle the bet? Week eight, by week eight, <laughs> Hoyer has to be viewed by week eight as a play caller. Okay. Give, give me half the year. You're on. So after Thanksgiving. Bang. So we'll buy each other Thanksgiving dinner. That's so obviously you bet. don't agree. You don't think this is true. This is accurate. No, I don't think there's a shot in hell that he's going to be calling plays on the sideline. I think it's fantastic. All right, Nick LePan, time to trend. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is Ken and Curtis on WEEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go.
All right, couldn't be happier. I know they lost 28-5. Back here, though, with my buddy, Chris Curtis, back off the four-week paternity, the paternity that would never end. It finally ended. By the way, it was three weeks in a day. Sweet baby James is here. He is happy. He is healthy. Curtis is uh, a master of the baby Bjorn. Oh, I love that baby Bjorn. Not a um, great uh, heat wave here, though, timing-wise, uh, just for you. Are you walking around with that thing? Yeah. Your... It's, it's the one thing when James has been fed and, and um, gotten his little uh, diaper change that if he's still crying, I just take him out with Pudge, and we just walk around the park, <laughs> and he's quiet as can be, and hopefully by the time I get him home, he's then ready for uh, a little nappy nap. But, well, we had a uh, flaming orange line tea earlier this week that dominated the headlines, and last night was the baseball equivalent of that, 28-5. <laughs> we'll get back to the car crash here at Fenway. By the way, we are broadcasting from our Ford Clubhouse Fenway studio again here today, very appropriately across from the House of Blues on Lansdowne Street. And it's presented by Ford. And, Curtis, you love this studio. Rebuilt. Diet Cokes are flowing here today. My man Ken personally packed our little fridge Mm -hmm. with Diet Coke. Micro fridge just for you. Good man. The uh, New England Ford dealers and Ford trucks, the official truck of the Red Sox, bring us here before every weekend home game. Brian Barrett will follow us 1 to 310 today. Four days and counting until Patriots camp. And somebody made the mention earlier, uh, Curtis, about getting us, you know, the Red Sox, getting us to Patriots talk. It is unfortunate for the Red Sox in that sense. I mean, there's always interest up until the trade deadline. But Bradfo, you and Bradfo had banter last year about who's going to dominate the city. And the Red Sox did sort of take over the region. I mean, to a point, it was still the Patriots, Mac Jones, not saying people didn't watch football last year. But that day, the Brady game, we were watching Devers on the big screen TV last yeah. day of the regular season. Sporting Club at Omni, great spot. Wild card against the Yankees. Series win over the Tampa Bay Rays. You know, they choked it, obviously, against the Astros, but it was a memorable year. Fenway was back. Young people in the stands. Oh, that, that, this the is Xander Baum in the bottom of the first of the one-game wild card against mm-hmm. the Yankees was spectacular. They are now embarrassing themselves over a two-week span and probably going to fade distantly into the background when the pads come on this week. Yeah, I mean, listen, it, it, the Patriots are number one, and they have been for a long time, but... The training camp stuff is not exactly day-to-day great fodder. I mean, we'll cover it, and I'm sure Belichick will say some things, and we'll get reporting. But I'm, if you're ready out there, okay, Mac looks better than he has in years. Looks awesome. The arm, he's slinging Best shape it. of his life. Best shape of his life. Oh, my God. Uh, what's the guy? That, it's chiseled. The guard they got from uh, Mississippi or Tennessee. Oh, Curtis Strange. Kurt, no. Curtis, <laughs> Curtis Strange? Paul Strange. major. Cole Strange, uh, Curtis Strange like is who you work with every day. Um, Cole Strange <laughs> is sixty nine. Oh man, he is. He's just like a superstar. He, he's a he just greats. He's just unbelievable, <laughs> and the defense is really popping. So that's what you're going to hear. Not only that, we have Gresh and Keith live from camp every day. So Gresh evaluating Cole Strange on a daily basis has got to be a segment of Ma- some kind. Make sure the table's at least a foot above where Gresh is sitting. <laughs> a foot? That's a little generous. <laughs> Uh, by the way, Gresh, not to pick him while he's pick out him while he's on vacation, but he he tweets all angry that there were singing of Sweet Caroline. Like, if you stuck through that game to the bottom of the eighth, <laughs> you can do whatever the damn well you please. I like, know. If Play. you're still there after that debacle, <laughs> you could sing anything. I don't care. I mean. Why not? Yeah, we play the whole Neil Diamond soundtrack. At right. <laughs> that point, God bless. You. I would have put the it. Titanic soundtrack on. But I want to play this little snippet from Andrew Callahan from the Herald, who was on with Mego and uh, Fitzy and Kyrie were in for Lou and Christian yesterday. But he describes the over. He describes a training camp that's going to be interesting for at least one reason, and this is it here. 
people have been wondering about the offense, right, virtually since the season ended. Mm-hmm. Who's going to be the new offensive coordinator? That's largely settled. Joe Judge is going to coach quarterbacks, Matt Patricia offensive line. Between them, they're taking over the offense. What I've gleaned from talking to people around the team in the league this week is that the offense is still being written. Like this, They're tearing up more roots from the ground of what Josh McDaniels laid over a decade in the offense over two mm-hmm. than we expect. So what I usually say at the beginning of training camp is the first word practices – they're non-padded. This is barely even sevens and elevens when they're mm-hmm. going together. There's no contact that's loud. It's not very interesting. Right. This year, that's flipped. Like, yeah. they're going to be installing some very new things, which are not brand new to football, but they're trying to re-identify what is our philosophy? What do we want to do? And look, I'm not super high on judging Patricia, but I'm willing to give them a clean slate. And I think they look at this as when Patricia was on the defensive side of the ball, what gave us the most problems? Mm-hmm. Let's do that. Huh. You know what's amazing when I hear that, and Andrew was great yesterday, uh, I like his stuff in the Herald, is that Joe Judge, I believe, told Ian O'Connor in his Belichick book that they could win with any top 15 quarterback. I thought it was Sims that you blamed on that. No, there was a Sims quote that was a, there was something, anyway, I, I've heard reporting that Judge is the one that Brady perceives to be the one who said that. Oh, interesting. And it's, this is just showing the lie of that, right? You know, the whole system was about one guy. They've had to change and tear the roots out of the entire offense. <laughs> and now they have to do it, dumb it down, make it smaller, make it less aggressive, whatever the terminology is. Yeah, I, I literally work with Skip Bayless. Like, I, we can't have any discussion about the Patriots except it goes back to Brady. Well, they've, had, they've changed the whole offense. That offense was pretty successful, no? So you don't think it was a McDaniels offense? You don't think it was a Patriots no, offense? because Brady won with, won with Billy O'Brien. Okay, so regardless if it was or wasn't, isn't and it and good, Charlie Weiss. <laughs> he's not here anymore. Isn't it a good idea then to retool? If they were still using the Brady offense. Right. I'm just using what they said. One of the assistants said in the Belichick book in Ian O'Connor's uh, words that they would win with this system with any top 15 quarterback. Okay. So they're going to be put to the test on that. No, they just changed it. It's not the system. It, they're changing the system. Well, that, does, that quote doesn't mean they wouldn't change the system with the new quarterback. They're going to change. Yeah, it was about the, the Belichick way, how we do things here. Okay, like so they put in Matt Castle not the, the X's and O's, not the actual, you know, call, the plays that are called. The They're scheme. tearing the roots out from the system they had developed for 20 years. No, but you're conflating the Patriots' way system of the way they work as an organization and the actual playbook itself. Okay, D- agree to disagree. Okay, so you think this is a this is a, an indictment of. Yeah, that of they, their whole well, they had to. They spent in free agency like they never have before. They changing the offensive system. I mean, they drafted a quarterback in the first round. They're doing things they never did. They 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 are changing all of the things that we praise them for. Well, taking a quarterback in the first round—that's. Did you disagree with that opinion? I mean, they no. To, I'm they're saying, trying to get a top fifteen quarterback. Ken, I'm just telling you, if you can win with anybody, you don't need to take him in the first round, like they did when Jimmy G was two and zero. Oh, and they were going up and down the field before he got an owie on his shoulder against the Dolphins in week two, everybody was saying, look, it's, you can put anybody in this offense, and they'll be successful. Not anybody. Top 15 quarterback. Right. And so, Okay, so you got to find that guy. Now, whether Jimmy G was that guy or not, I don't know. I, well, I mean, he would have been if he could have been healthy, but he had lost the respect of his teammates. And that's I heard, uh, speaking of Coward or Fox Sports 1, I was watching Coward yesterday briefly, and he said he had Peter King on. And they were going back and forth about, Jimmy G and what possible destinations. And Coward said with a straight face, he's beloved in the room. Plays, players love playing with him. Like, the only story about Jimmy G this offseason has been Martellus Bennett and Julius, Julian Edelman destroying him, saying he's a bitch. 
Like, it, it, there, is there no Kendrick, producer? Kendrick Bourne liked him. Or, well, Jimmy G liked Kendrick Bourne. I'm not sure we ever... <laughs> right. I mean, who knows? The, the situation here is that it's going to be interesting to see what this offense looks like. And so far, do you, be, do you believe the narrative that they like Mac? Because that came out thick from Devin McCourty. We played that sound yesterday. And unlike Jimmy G, and we didn't find this out until later with Jimmy G. We're just finding out now that his teammates hated him. But it appears that they think Mac's a gamer and is a good teammate. And that they really like him, and they, they love his work ethic. Do you, are you believing that that's true? I believe that they feel that way now. Yes. Okay, but it's not. We don't know. It's we, too early to tell. We have no. I mean, they, they they lost four or five games to close out last year. The more there are far more. I mean, the question marks on this team are not Mac. I don't think. I think he's a good player. I thought. I said last year was the best pick Belichick's made since Brady. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a brilliant... So you're not a shime guy. Who no, I... That he shouldn't be in the league. Of course not. I thought Mac did very well. I thought he actually held his own in the in the playoff game that got blown out. And I thought he was one of a few guys that actually... You know, that pick by Hyde in the corner of the end zone was a spectacular play. Like, you know, and it was a good throw if Hyde didn't make a spectacular play, but whatever. So yeah. more than a passenger. Of course. You're ahead of Wiggy. No, he's not a... He's a, fi- he's a good quarterback. He's fine. He's not your problem. Mac Jones is not the problem with he's this He's fine. Team. He's not your problem. Okay. That's right. He, he's not Brady. a reason you're going to win a Super Bowl yet. He could be, maybe. I don't know. He's just... He's in his second year. Brady didn't even play in his first year. Like, who knows? I don't know what he will be, get, be but I'm not going to say he's not something before he proves it. Like, I, I believe that he showed a lot last year. Yeah. People said he couldn't throw in the end zone the first several weeks. Then he was throwing in the end zone. Then it was about who he was playing, according to Wiggy. Then it was about, uh, you know... He never got credit for just what he did. It was either Belichick teaching him or they schemed it up for him or it was somebody else's doing. I do not feel that way. I think it's damn hard to play quarterback in the NFL, and I thought he did a good job last year. He was the well, best rookie quarterback in the NFL. Well, great. That is all music to my ears because I am interested to see how the offense looks under him this year. And the, this report from Callahan that they are uprooting the old playbook and putting in new stuff, that seems like a good thing to me. Your first reaction was, oh, it's a, it's, it, this is an indictment of them. They always said they could win without Brady with any good quarterback. Right. Belichick is showing that he was, uh, his hubris got a little much of him when he was saying and feeling that way when Brady was here. That this has shown that it was, you do have to do more than just p- plug and play a guy with this system, with this team. That there was more on Brady's shoulders than Belichick would maybe like to admit publicly. Okay. Well, if that's true then at least he's making the right decision now. Absolutely. Uh, listen, I, I, I said when the schedule came out, I loved it for the Patriots. We, I mean, we haven't really broken down the NFL in a long time because we, it's been out of season. But I think the Patriots could easily be 2-0. and This week, one of my leads on the Greg Hill. I couldn't right? believe that lead. That, that was a stunner. Because listen to this. Fatherhood has changed you. Well, what has Belichick been able to do better than any coach in the NFL since Tyreek Hill's been in the league? Shut down the number one Target on the other team. Right. And so he, it, I know it was only one half in the Chiefs. I mean, Except Josh Allen. Right. <laughs> I mean, what, and that's with Mahomes throwing to Tyreek Hill, yeah, right? Yeah. Who, maybe the most talented guy in the NFL. Right. Throwing to the fastest receiver. So in, now, now the problem is they have Jalen Waddle and they have Gusecki. Of course. But Tyreek Hill has been spouting his mouth, running his mouth all offseason about yeah. how two is better than Mahomes or whatever. I mean, my Lord. And he has... He has to cash that check on the field. He's been talking. He has to prove it. And Bill has the ability, even with Mahomes, even in the AFC Championship at Kansas City, for the first half, I think he had one reception, no points. They were shut out in the first half. The Patriots were up 14-0, I believe, at the end of the first half at Kansas City when they won that AFC Championship, which became a barn burner in the second half. But if Bill, early on, is able to either confuse Tua 
or disrupt his first read with Tyreek Hill, that is something that could cause issues because Tyreek is not going to want to, he's not going to tolerate having him look bad week one when he's been running his mouth the whole season. It's a great point, and we focus on the offense <clears throat> because of Mac too much probably. In week one, that the most important thing is Bill's defense shows up, makes amends for the horrible finish, and shuts down Tua and Tyreek Hill and others. Absolutely. They need the defense to win week one. Right. Do they have the ability? Do they have the players? I don't believe they do, but I've doubted. Bill played Earthwind Moreland in an AFC championship game. I mean, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that a guy that played Troy Brown in the secondary can't figure out how to get the most out of Butler, at least early in the year. Now, since we mentioned Skip Bayless, can I um, – throw this tweet at you from uh, the 21st a couple days ago. Yep. Belichick is funny. He won't name coordinators because he obviously is going to call plays for the first time and his son Steve will run the D. As Belichick desperately chases Brady's ever-rising legacy, he wants to avoid the criticism as long as possible. And then he goes on to say it's over Coach Brady won, which sounds like uh, you, you basically you crafted this tweet for him. But anyway, is there some truth to that? I He's reg- trying to avoid criticism by not naming a coordinator. No, because he's getting more. I mean, it's, if that was his goal, it's not having its intended consequence. And I don't believe that Bill at this stage of the game is going to misread how the media will perceive things. So I would say no, because he's got more pressure on his back, not less. I think when Steven fails, it's not Steven's fault. We blame Bill for placing his son in that position. Right. So wrong again, Skip Bayless. However... I am very upset with myself for not thinking of this in real time, but the Patriots have no titles for any of their coaching staff, right? Right. Well, they also have no titles without Brady. So I think that it's one of the same. But he's not going to call the plays. You Can you see Bill over there calling the offensive plays? No, I don't. But you think it's going to be a guy that's playing quarterback? Yes. I, I think Bill calling plays is more likely than Brian Hoyer. No, it's not. And you're going to lose that bet. 100 bucks coming the Laird way. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. The Laird ways one way. Four days until Patriots camp. How do you feel about the way things are shaping up on but, offense? And do you believe Curtis is right? The D. It's it's on Bill's D. Week one to shut down the Dolphins. But, but how could you say today that Mac can't reach a Super Bowl? Tech said Curtis, you can't say that. We don't know he'll win a Super Bowl. I mean, Trent Dilfer's won a Super Bowl. I mean, guys that have have not shown what Mac has shown have won a Super Bowl. If if the only the other concern though, maybe we can get to it, but. I am very uh, concerned about the health of James White because he spoke last week, and it kind of went under the radar. I'd forgotten about it. But he talked about his hip not being 100%. And if that's the case, that is a massive problem because James White, we forget before that injury, he was the safety valve for, for Mac. Mac was hitting White at great wheel routes. He was hitting him down the sideline. He was really attacking yeah, with but that's James a, that Not last year. They didn't rely on White that much, right? I mean, you don't think it was this, mostly Harris and Stevenson. Do you think that if they don't have James White at all this year, that that's a problem? It hurts him in the passing game, unless Stevenson can catch and, and be more prolific. We love, him. you know, I think Damian Harris seems to love it here. He's been a, one of the true guys that's been outspoken in defense of the organization. And Ramondre Stevenson showed great stretches. However, running backs get hurt. That's kind of the position. That's why they're not hired. Mm-hmm paid the way they were when Emmett Smith and Adrian Peterson were, you know, going nuts. Wait till fourth-round pick Pierre Strong takes over from South Dakota State. You forget about the new draft class. That's all coming through. I want to actually ask you. I have an X factor. I, I want to do this at some point, too. I know you got a tease. I don't want to step all over. No, but... this is my tease. Oh, go for it. X factor of camp. Most important player at camp. I'm going to do two people. You want to do a list? You want to do a top five, top oh, ten? Oh, top 20. A little Patriots list, four days from camp. 
what is an X factor or most important player? I would say most important players at camp. And I'm going to give you the 10 people more likely to call plays than Brian Hoyer. If you don't like this idea, blame the Red Sox. They lost 28-5. to 5. I know. We can't keep beating them up. They're going to get locked out of the studio. This is Kenny Curtis. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. We're right back to it. Ken and Curtis. W-E-E-I. W-E-E-I. All right, Patriots camp four days away. Kent and Curtis at Fenway, where they watched 28 runs cross in favor of Toronto last night. So we're taking a quick break from evaluating the carcass of uh, the worst moment of the year. But, Curtis, the autopsy has paused. You had the good idea to uh, set up camp here, which uh, Gresh Keefe will be on location for us at Gillette starting on Wednesday. Tuesday is report day for the players. But starting on Wednesday, every camp day, Gresh and Keefe will be on the scene 10 to 2. Who is the most important Patriot in terms of X-Factor or camp progress, I guess, or somebody who needs to flash or somebody who needs to develop in, uh, in the next couple weeks? Because it starts now. Preseason games start when? August 11th or something like that? That's correct. Uh, so it's in, in a few weeks, it'll be, it's amazing. You're going to be watching some actual football, and then you know it is still a long grind until we get to September 11th in the opener. Uh, so you got a month plus there, but who will be who will be the guy that we're talking about the most in terms of uh, hyping up this team for and uh, taking them to the next level? All right. Well, I have a name that you may not be hearing a lot, but the linebackers have always been the backbone of the Belichick defense. Would you agree with that? Great linebackers, whether it's Dante Hightower, Vince, I mean uh, Mike Mike Vrabel, Teddy Bruschi, yep. up and down the list of mm-hmm. players that have been huge in this off in this defense. Yep. They traded the Patriots did Winovich. For Mac Wilson, linebacker Whoa. out of Alabama, was a former first-round pick. High value, high talent, knows the defense, played for Saban. I think they need him to be uh, to assert himself opposite of Judon as an outside linebacker in this defense. It is essential that they get quality play there because Barmore was a phenomenal pick at the top of the second round, maybe the best pick in the draft in terms of true value. They, have the, they had a great draft last year. They need to build on that. The draft this year I gave a D minus, and I stand by it. <laughs> I mean, Cole Strange, whatever. It's a discouraging draft. I, was, can't even, yeah. I can't even spin that happy. No. It is tough. And I remember Unless Tyquan uh, Thornton is, like, dusting people in camp. Can and I, if, I, if I remember correctly, Captain 10 and 7 across from me said they need a great draft <laughs> and they need to have a big offseason. <laughs> uh, they didn't either, but I guess you still are just, you know, drinking the Kool-Aid, which well, is fine. Well, look, this team was 7 and 8 with camp. Okay, they had no off season. They had COVID. 
That's a good point. So that's the baseline. They're, I mean, if Bill can win seven with Cam, you got to give him ten with Mac, no matter what happens. <laughs> and how bad the draft class was. How strange, no pun intended, it was. Isn't that frustrating, though, is that they had a chance. To, like, we, we killed the Red Sox most of the morning, and rightfully so, for not building off of the momentum of last season, right? Mm-hmm. I remember doing a show the day of the regular season game against the Colts. It was a Saturday night game in December. And the Patriots had been on, I think, an eight-game winning streak entering that game. It was following a bye. It was a you know two playoff teams matching at night in Indy where it felt like we were celebrating the return of a big December football game. Yeah. And then we had the same sort of approach to the Saturday night wild card game in Buffalo mm-hmm. where we were like, all right, there's no way they're not going to be able to force a punt again. What was worse, that game or 28-5 last night? Um, oh, the Bills lost. <laughs> I mean... That was take away the playoff atmosphere and importance of the game, just in terms of a one-sided beating. I guess you would say the Red Sox in terms of quit, right? I mean, but for a team not to punt, that's like twenty-nine runs in a baseball game, isn't right? It? But you, but it was conse- twenty-eight runs. It was consecutive games <laughs> not allowing a punt. I know. The same it offense, makes it even worse, right? So I would say the Bills is still worse. But so on offense, I'm sorry. So defense, X factor, Mac Wilson. You just need him to be one of those. Holy crap! Jamie Collins type things like Bill is just playing chess, man. He knew this was coming. Do you think he's a he? Uh, serious question: Is he an anti-Josh Allen signing? Like, here's a guy who can spy him or shadow him, or I, I don't know. I can't tell you. I know a lot about his skill set. I'm think... looking at his stats. He started six games for the Browns last year and had 26 tackles. That's not good. Well, he's. T- I mean, on on the R lads depth chart, he is the outside linebacker opposite of Matthew Judon right now. And, and offensively, I would say it's kind of, you know, it's, it's sort of cliche, but I think Jonu Smith is the X factor on offense. We all expected big things from him last year. He's a way that this team can get demonstrably better without adding anybody. If Jonu Smith is half of what you expected him to be, and he can get some coverage away from Hunter Henry, if he can take the pressure off of Kendrick Bourne, if he can be a guy that Mac Jones can rely on. Where not having, remember, end of the last season, they were diagramming handoffs to him <laughs> like he was – like, I know. Just totally. It was like, you're being paid to do something. I know. I wish I could believe that, but, like, it's just not realistic. He sh- I'm so down on last year. It was so bad. What are the odds that somehow it, it just it clicks in year two? I don't know. Uh, maybe he has pride. I, 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 I just think, though, but he is a guy that you need to be somewhat what you expected him to be. But that ain't happening. Here, you don't here, th- here, okay, let's have another way. I think Mac Wilson's good. I think that's, it. that's a very interesting pick. Okay, well, John o. Smith's good. I mean, he had a very good career before joining the Patriots. I guess, but I mean, not, not much has Over under here. 40 receptions. Oh, under. Over under three touchdown catches. Under. I, I don't think he's wow. going to play. I, I, you don't I, think he's going to play? I, I don't know. He stinks. What, what are you going to say? He had a terrible year, and I, right. have, I have no... Well, my two X factors stand. And okay. I think uh, Wiggy's going to be right. Devin Asiasi is going to finally have a huge year. Okay, you're wrong. Here are the two. If you want to one on offense and one on defense. My overall number one is Devontae Parker. The new number one. This is Air Mac. Don't forget. <laughs> don't get caught up in they're going to ground and pound. Yes, they took a guard, but they needed a guard. Okay, that's a long-term pick. They are retooling the offense. You heard Andrew Callahan yesterday. Roots are out. Reve- redeveloping things. Bourne's good. I like Bourne. I'm not, I mean, he's maybe their most underrated player. But Parker, a couple years ago, owned Stephon Gilmore. This is a potential elite receiver. Maybe not top five receiver, but he could be a top ten receiver in the league. And that could make all the difference in taking this offense to the next level. Parker is the guy to watch in camp for me. Defensively, Curtis, I would say it's got to be a corner. I wish I could say who. I mean, maybe I heard Keith in one of the promos, uh, nice job of the Gresham Keefe crew. He, he, his, uh, 
breakout player, he called it, was Jack Jones, the rookie. Maybe. I have no idea. Oh, so this is the year they draft a corner that can play. I guess. I mean, but either Terrence Mitchell or Malcolm Butler, who's back, or somebody has to develop at corner. And I don't know who it is. Just get one. That's the most important thing for the whole team to happen, right? Oh, absolutely. My question would be, I agree. I think they absolutely need help. I mean, the issue here is that it's not just that the Patriots offseason was less than we expected. It's that the people around them got much better. I mean, Buffalo adds Von Miller. Buffalo is... Oh, I forgot about that. I mean, they are a wagon who you couldn't <laughs> get off the field against. At least you don't play him for a while. I mean, that's true. So, uh, quick, uh, optimistic... Maybe a monkeypox breakout in I'm... Buffalo. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> yeah, they... Can't rule it out. You really can't. Um, so, the weeks one and two, Patriots are on the road for both games. They're on the road for the first two weeks of the season. Yep. They're in Miami at 1 o'clock for week one. They're in Pittsburgh for week two. By the way, our guy, uh, Filipponi, our buddy from Pittsburgh, was speculating that the rookie is not even going to be dressing for the first couple weeks. He just ba- And it's like some reporting involved. They're going to go with Trubisky. The rookie? Oh, the quarterback out of the University of Pittsburgh? Yeah. Uh, what the hell is his name? Why can't I, I think can't of? think of it either. Anyway. Uh, Kenny Pickett. Ken Pickett. Oh, yeah. Pickett. Pickett, they're going to redshirt. They're Pickett gonna base- and stick it. So... It's going to be Trubisky week two. Well, I'm going to tell you right now. Well, that's Pick, a win. Pickett is going to stink balls in the <laughs> NFL. He is going to be awful. The, the, the Steelers well, this year we already know Trubisky are 7-10. and 10. So you're going to win week two. You're going to win week two. You're going to go into Pittsburgh. The Patriots win in Pittsburgh even when they shouldn't. They're going to win week two in week one. They're going to shut down Tyree Kill. There will be inner turmoil on the Dolphins' sideline. God, that is a huge game. And, and it was last year. And, and they had it and fumble. Right. Fumble Ruski. And it is... Bill Belichick is many things, but he is proud. And that week one is such a tone setter because if you lose that game in Miami, you've now lost four straight to the Dolphins. Yep. You are on your way to Pittsburgh in an absolute must win before coming home to face the Ravens for your home opener. Yep. That, that is such a swing game. And last year, think of the differences. If, if Damian Harris doesn't fumble, if the defense is able to get off the field twice, they, all they needed was one stop. They couldn't do it. They lose at home week one, and that set the season into a position where they had to go eight and zero and still couldn't make a playoff. Couldn't get a playoff win. Who's the most important guy for you at Patriots camp when they launch this week? Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Steve in New Hampshire reacting to your Mac Wilson pick. Hi, Steve. Good morning, Joe. Uh, so there was a great uh, Twitter clip rolling around when the uh, Mac Wilson trade happened, and it was him taking on our Ramondre Stevenson one-on-one in the hole and stop them for a loss. So if we can get something similar from an outside, similar play from an outside linebacker, I, I, I agree with Curtis. You know, he can be a player on this defense and can contribute right away. Well, uh, I mean. It's not a great sign that he only played six games for Cleveland. <laughs> no. I recognize that. But we're, uh, you know, this is the rest of the world. For years and years, we sat here in August and July and we said, okay, they're, who are they going to host in week two of the playoffs? That's not the case anymore. It's going to be a grind. It's going to be a tough year. But they also have a bunch of linebackers. I mean, it's not even a lock. He makes the team, right? No, I mean. Cameron McGrone, Ronnie Perkins, Anthony Jennings, Raekwon McMillan, Josh Uche. I'm going to be doing 10-2 to 2 after the show. I'm driving Gillette. I'm going to look at a pad level. I love it. I, I need to have a low pot pad level. Breaking down the linebackers. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. A little pat, pat stock to set the tone for the week. But the big story in town. 28 to 5. Nobody actually watched this game. I can't imagine there's a soul in New England that watched this game or listened in its entirety. But, but, you're, the, but you're the laughing stock of baseball, laughing stock of the entire sports world today. You led Sports Center. You kicked off the second half of the season with an utter embarrassment, six time in Major League history. Six times. 
in the history of baseball. They haven't played it for a little while. Chris. Yeah, it's like 15 years. Six times has a team scored 28 or more runs. One of them happened last night at home, and it is uh, it needs to be discussed. And you need to hear Jaron Duran's oh. explanation. It may be <laughs> a top five absolute puke-inducing comment in the history of the Red Sox. Kenny Curtis said our Ford Clubhouse Fenway studio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.